Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Wheeler, tightly, line A, scores! I don't believe my eyes. Wheeler gets a hat trick. Oh, my goodness. Buckman hits another. Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Coming to you from the uh, Jets TV office, following a 2-1 win over top of the Calgary Flames. This is uh, Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Impressive week, to say the least, for the Winnipeg Jets. Didn't get off to a good start. It was a challenge, to say the least. Three teams came into Bell MTS Place with more than 90 points. Jets walk out with four out of possible six points. Mitchell Clinton, Tyler Esquivel, alongside Jamie Thomas. Uh, Mitch, starting with you first, is it some ways mission accomplished considering how things ended after the game against the Sharks on Tuesday night? I think any time you accomplish what the Winnipeg Jets did this week without your top two defensemen, it's uh, it's definitely an accomplishment. They uh, played really well against the the Boston Bruins, who also have injuries of their own mm-hmm. uh and held on to a 4-3 uh 4 advantage for the final three minutes of regulation played uh, played very well in that game i thought and then they play against the calgary flames who yeah were coming in on a back-to-back and didn't have sean monaghan but um still you got to win these hockey games and the jets did and i think you you can take a lot of positives from that and i i actually thought paul maurice after the game against the flames made a really good point said, you know, over this eight-game stretch that we've played against these playoff teams, we've gone five and three, and I'm not even going to use the qualifier that we were without Dustin Bufflin and Josh Morrissey because when the Stanley Cup playoffs come, you have to win games with people injured. That's just the way it goes. Every team has to do it. So you might as well look at your record the way it is without any asterisk of who's in the lineup and who's not. So, yeah, to take uh, four out of six points against the teams that came in this week, uh, I think a very good week for the Winnipeg Jets. Tyler, when you look at what the Jets did defensively in terms of shutting down on Thursday, Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand, and then Saturday, Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk, uh, you hold all four of those players off the score sheet. I think you have to be pretty happy with what you've done, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And uh, the the team's depth really really stepped up. I thought in these uh, these last two games of the of the home stand for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they did a really nice job against Calgary, I thought. I just didn't think, other than the shorthanded goal and a couple of chances early, uh, and Paul Maurice talked about that in his post-game press conference, Calgary didn't have much on Saturday night at Bell MTS Place. And and uh, I had the great fortune of watching the Boston game from the glass as I was shooting a mic'd up, which is coming soon, Matthew Perot. And teaser, it, yeah, teaser, a <laughs> uh, little plug. And uh, basically, you know, I just didn't think Boston had a whole lot. I thought they closed the gap really well on on Boston. And like you said, you hold those big names off the score sheet. It helps. And you, like Mitch said, you don't put an asterisk on these. And but I mean, to you know, possibly the other team's credit as well. You know, you're missing Pasternak, you're missing Sam Bennett, you're missing Sean Monaghan. So those are some big names that we're missing from these other teams. Evander Kane wasn't at the game uh, against uh, against the Sharks. Against yeah. the Sharks. So, it, but it, it's the, it's the same both ways. You know, so they're clearly both teams are missing. Everybody's banged up. Everybody's got stuff going on right now that keeps them out of the lineup. And uh, I, th- I think it and and all three games are entertaining. Very. So it, it speaks to the level of play at this time of year. It's easy to give Jacob Truba a ton of credit because of what he has to do on a nightly basis, and he really elevated his game again against the Bruins, played a lot of heavy minutes uh, on Thursday night. But, Mitch, when you look at the Jets' blue line, 
outside of Truba, who has kind of impressed you in their defensive prowess in, in, in the absence of, of Buffalo and, and Morrissey? Well, I think I think Nathan Bully just continues to get more and more comfortable uh, in playing alongside Jacob Truba. The, I think that duo has been very good. Uh, interesting to hear Paul Maurice talk about how Dmitry Kulikov has maybe been healthy for the last week or so. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, came back from, from his injury and played hurt for a good two or three weeks. So it's always interesting when, when little bits of info like that come out just because it gives you an appreciation for the fact that, you know, maybe these guys will, will turn over a puck, but you just you don't know what they're playing with uh, sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't even cross your mind. And Kulikov, uh, I thought, has, play, has played very well. But, I mean, anytime you're missing guys like Morrissey and Bufflin, everybody's got to step up. And Paul Maurice kind of spoke about the fact that, you know, you have this stretch without these two guys in your lineup. It's also a really good test for the forwards because the forwards have to be yeah. just as defensively responsible as a defenseman, they got to help out. They got to know that they're not going to move the puck the exact same way. It's not going to come up the ice the same. The team's going to look a little bit different, and you have to embrace that and find a way to win. And the Jets are doing that. Connor Hellebuck gives up that late goal, and I mean it's not on Connor Hellebuck completely. Under four seconds remaining against the San Jose Sharks, you see him at practice the next day, smash the stick on the goal during practice. Let a couple goals in there. He said he doesn't like giving up goals. You know, all of a sudden the questions start rolling in about his play. What did you think of Connor Hellebuck's response, Tyler, on Thursday and then again Saturday against the Calgary Flames? I, th- I honestly thought it was everything you could ask for. Uh, a tough one. Uh, like, a co- like Obviously, there's ones that you know every goalie wants back, and including those ones in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I thought he was solid in, uh, in the Calgary game. Uh, the one goal he gave up, good luck stopping that, honestly. I mean, the, the puck movement on that was pretty much impossible. And I thought... You know, you look at the uh, the camera angle from up behind the net, and I thought he played it well, and just a quick pass to Jankowski, and he's right there to tap it in. So I really like the response from Connor Hellebuck. I thought after that, eff- uh, the effort against San Jose, he definitely needed something big to build on going forward here down the stretch. I think he did that. Well, that's uh, wraps up the first part of uh, Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Special guest this week is uh, Jets center Andrew Kopp. Uh, here's that conversation. Shop where the players shop. Jets gear and truenorthshop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com. This is Jack Rossovic. You're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Pleased to welcome to the this edition of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, Winnipeg Jets centerman uh, Andrew Kopp. I did not forget who you were. <laughs> I did not have to look over and look and see who I was talking to. But before we get into the hockey side of things, Andrew, uh, you've recently, there's a tweet came out from the Winnipeg Pet Rescue Shelter. Uh, let's talk about that initiative and what uh, got you to this point. Yeah, so the uh, the initiative is we're you know, putting together a donation campaign, um, trying to raise raise money for the shelter for you know everything from food and you know just rent to um you know surgeries and medicine that the that the pets need so um went in there uh about a month ago now um and met with Carla who who runs the place and she was fantastic and showed me showed me around you know every animal had a story about uh, I guess we can get into that a little later but um you know had a, a story behind why they were there and where they found them and um, kind of the the things that they've had to overcome. So, uh, my family has always has always had pets. Um, we've rescued a cat and three dogs in my life, and mm-hmm. like the last three or four have all been that way. So, um, 
yeah, really excited to to be a part of it. Um, you know, really good to give back to the community. Uh, you know, I, the staff was, you know, unbelievable and showing me around and um, seems like they, you know, all those people that work in those shelters have huge hearts. So um, really, really excited about it. Well, clearly this is something from your childhood that, that reached you, but what got you to go to the Winnipeg Pet Rescue Shelter in the first place? Well, I kind of, I kind of ran into their page on, on Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. scrolling through one day and kind of looked into it a little bit more and they were the first no-kill um, shelter in the area in Manitoba and um, they were kind of naming player or naming uh, some of the dogs after some of the jet players and yeah. um, the one that they named after me oh, obviously caught my attention because yeah, he was of course. freaking cute <laughs> which makes sense yeah. but um, it as was as handsome uh, as you are obviously no he's way cuter than I am <laughs> for sure um, but it was so that kind of just drew my attention to it and I uh, it was right before Christmas break so um, you know, I had just gone through my whole concussion thing and I was kind of looking for something to take my time a little bit, just cause when you're, when you're concussed, you're, you know, you're not really doing a whole lot, um, throughout the day. Obviously you want to activate your brain a little bit and like when you start to work out and all that stuff that can take some time, but you don't really have the, the full game days like, like you're used to. So, um, just trying to, f- you know, find a way to, to get back and fill my time, um, a little bit and ran into that and so i had a conversation with my parents about it over christmas and thought this would be a good thing to to be a part of so and i and i know they've had a relationship with the jets um before mm-hmm. before i was here so it was kind of an easy decision to to kind of go that direction how many times did you end up going over there while you were going through concussion uh well so i, I did i've kind of found it at the end so yeah. um i was back playing by the time i, I actually went there but um, if I had known about it before, I would have been over there a lot. I feel like it would have helped, um, you know, just get my mind off of hockey and just thinking about my head. Is it, is there a headache today? Is mm-hmm. there not a headache today kind of thing? So, um, yeah, it would have been, it would have been great. And I'm, I'm glad I, I've kind of started to build a relationship with them. So I have that if, you know, anything like that happens again, or if I'm missing time and the, the boys are on the road, it'd be a good place to go and, um, spend a couple hours. So you have a donation le- level that you're going to match up to, and what is that? Yeah, it's ten thousand dollars. So, um, yeah, all, all the donations combine up to ten thousand, and um, anybody who donates, you know, two hundred fifty dollars or more will be entered to win uh, two tickets for our first home playoff game. So um, it, it runs through April seventh, which I think is the day after the regular season ends. Correct. And, um, so then we'll do a drawing that Monday and. Um, you know, have have two people that donated their you know hard earned money to to the shelter and bring them to game one. So, um, yeah, it should be should be a really cool experience for for whoever wins it. Um, obviously, the the playoff games are kind of the best games to go to. And um, you know, I I know I had a conversation with Carly yesterday, um, and we already raised three thousand dollars. Cool. So that's Jeez. um. So and that just went up yesterday, or yeah, it, it yeah. went up yesterday at noon. So from wow. noon until she texted me at we were texting after the game, so maybe like ten or ten thirty. Um, yeah, they had already raised three thousand dollars. So which is great, and uh, you know, obviously we want to continue. Hopefully, I'm not sure we're going to stay at that pace, but hopefully, continue to to you know accrue more donations over the next little bit. There's a strong chance you'll probably reach your goal by uh, the time this uh, airs next Monday. So uh, congratulations on the quick start already. Yeah, let's yeah. hope so. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I guess we can. Go- I just want to talk about their stories a little bit. Sure. Like for uh, you know, for myself, um, we've had three rescue dogs and a rescue cat. So the cat showed up at our door 
Um, I, I think it was before I was born, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So my parents, you know, took him in, made sure he had his shots and all that, and then kind of made it made it their own. He was frostbitten. He was just really, he was, you know, it couldn't have been more than a couple months old, and um, he was in the dead of winter, and Michigan winters are not as harsh as Winnipeg, but pretty, pretty harsh. harsh. So, um, you know, look, I'm, you know, I'm proud of my parents for doing that. And then what was that cat's name? Cody. Okay. Yeah. He always slept with me too. Which, so like my child was my childhood cat. And then, okay. uh, we had a dog, Mrs. B. She was a pug that, um, she kind of had like some issues we think. Mm-hmm. And, um, rescued her we didn't really know her backstory at all then we had Allie, who was a black lab mix who when we first got her was so distant so cold um you know a very uh you know shy and uh and kind of grouchy dog to be honest with you and mm-hmm. by the time we got her when she was like five and so um we ended up having to put her down probably close to a year ago now and um she just turned into the most loving dog and uh her and my mom had a really really special relationship with you know my brother and i being out of the house now and um my mom spent a lot of time in florida and my parents spent a lot of time in florida but when my dad comes back for work um that was you know my mom's companion so Mm -hmm. um how long was she around for then so then she was around for probably five six years which kind of made it worse because we didn't feel like we had our proper time with her you Mm -hmm. know and but the the ch- the change that you know we were able to put on her life we thought was you know very positive and she became a really loving dog except for when my dad <laughs> was getting around her but uh, no it, it was She's defensive of your mom yeah so possessive very, yes, of your mom yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and then, that must have made your mom and dad's relationship interesting no it was fine it was it was funny yeah my mom was always oh yeah let her sleep on the bed my dad's like no chance. <laughs> So, um, and then our, our newest one, Ella, which is Allie backwards, mm-hmm. uh, basically. And, uh, she was found in, she's a, she's about a year old now. She was found in a dumpster in Texas in the summertime at Gross. like two months old. And it's like, it's one of those stories. It's just like, how can you do that? Mm-hmm. And like, you should see her. She's like the cutest dog, like prances around. Um, my mom sends me pictures of her, you know, once a week, maybe more. The third child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so it's like I, I just don't understand how how someone can do that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it, but it does happen, and I think uh, that's kind of what's driven me to this. Is my mom is very passionate about it, and um, so I've just kind of picked, you know, filled her shoes a little bit, and um, kind of picked up, picked it up, and uh, I was really happy that we've been able to to partner together with the with the rescue shelter and um i know my mom's really looking forward to to visiting when she comes up for the playoffs um i assume your mom's probably donated already uh i don't i would should we I put would, some heat on her now or? yeah i would i would really guess so i mean <laughs> and, uh, yeah she, i'm sure she definitely has and she, but she's donated to you know many humane societies and all that before and um but yeah she better have did any of the I assume the last two dogs they didn't cross over. Did any of the other? The yeah. Two, did they? Have, uh, the cat and the dog. The first two, Mrs. B. Yeah. And Cody. Miss, Cody past. was so Cody was way younger. So we had three dogs then. We had Bingo, Chelsea, and Sam. But they weren't rescue dogs then. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Yeah. Um, they could have been. Sounds like it. So uh, yeah. my family went. Then we had. Uh, so you had three dogs at once. Three dogs at once and a cat. And the two boys. And two boys. Two young boys. So your house must have been. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. 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 So then we had. Uh, so then we had ended up Sam and Max were together. Max was like a bull mastiff, mm-hmm. and he was a big boy. He was like 160 pounds. Okay. 
and then Max and Mrs. B together were together. I don't know if Allie and Mrs. B were together or not. I think a little bit. Right. But then Allie was separate from Ella, yeah. Are you ever going to adopt again? Then I, I imagine. Oh, yeah. I want a dog right now, but it's pra- the practicality is kind of tough. Yeah, um, it's hard to get. So, I mean, like. Is your roommate good with this then? or they, Yeah. Yeah, he's good with me doing all the campaign and stuff, but yeah. I don't think he wants a dog at, a, at his place. It's not really. <laughs> The condo is not really suited for a dog, and we're gone all the time, yeah. and so it's tough. And when you kind of live in two two different places mm-hmm. throughout the year, so I would say, I mean, it'll it'll happen sooner rather than later for mm-hmm. sure. But um, a couple other things have to happen first. Would you get a cat or a dog next? I would get a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like cats. Like my grandma, like my grandparents have cats that I like. I like to play with and stuff, but. Um, I feel like I want like something a little bit bigger, you mm-hmm. know. So well, you can get some pretty big cats. Yeah, but not as big as dogs. <laughs> no, <I know>. so. <laughs> um, let's let's go into the season a little bit, and and you're clear of your concussion now. How how long of an ordeal was that for you, and 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 how confusing was it for you in some aspects? Yeah, it was it was a big ordeal. I think uh, I ended up missing thirteen games, and um, you know felt good after. After that first week, and came back and played two games, and just didn't feel right after after him, and you know knew something was off, and I knew I hadn't taken you know fully taken care of everything I needed to. I you know I thought I had passed all the tests, you know felt confident going into that New Jersey game, and then after the the Ranger game, I was like, you know what, I better take some time and make sure that this thing you know goes away the right way and not force myself back in. So um, we had a couple hiccups along the way. Um, it, it didn't really need to be 13 games, but, um, at the end of the day, took care of it and did what I did, what I had to do to, to make sure that I'll be healthy going forward. So, but ever since then, yeah, hockey's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, do you like center or winger better? Um, don't give me the line where you're like, I play wherever I want to play. Yeah. Just be honest with me here. I'll make sure. I, I like, man, I like playing center. I like taking face offs. I like being involved all over the ice. Mm-hmm. I like getting the puck with speed. I like, um, as Shife and I call it, picking up loose change a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, and I feel like at center, I I use my strengths a, a little bit better. You know, I feel like I'm really solid defensively and have a good stick. So obviously, center's got more responsibility than wing. But um, and then I feel I don't know. I feel like my positioning and and all and how I play the game makes the players around me better. And so that's where I feel like center has a bigger impact. Haven't played football and is. Goaltender similar to quarterback, or would you say a center is similar to quarterback? Center is more similar to quarterback, I would say, because you're you're in charge of everyone else more yeah. so. Like goalies are on their own planet, so like they, I mean, they got to talk and they got to communicate, but um, there's not there's no real. I mean, maybe pitcher mm-hmm. would be similar to to goalie. To goalie, yeah, but um, more on but, their own, I guess. In yeah, some more way. on their own and superstitious and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of leave them alone in the in the dugout when you're when you're at bat but um yeah i would say quarterback and center are way more similar just in terms of quick decisions reading the play uh you know putting guys in situations where they're going to succeed knowing what the other team's going to do kind of so um yeah i feel like that'd be the the biggest correlation what's the thing you miss most about playing quarterback <sighs> i mean i think the raw raw intensity more mm-hmm. so is is fun for me i think um hockey is very intense very intense game but it's not like a raw raw like 
jumping around before the game kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's like a quiet intensity. Because because once you're playing football once a week, do you think so? There's more energy. Yeah, and there's directed. more stuff going on. Like plays are only six seconds long. Yeah. So then, like, there's more surrounding hoopla a little bit. Mm-hmm. And hockey, it's not like that. It's full forty five seconds. You know, you're going. You know. 100 miles an hour feels like, and then, you know, you got to come back and rest. And, like, there's not a lot of, you know, jumping around. Like, there is yeah. at times, but it's not the full. Football's more of an event, wouldn't you say? Like, yeah, football's definitely game, more of a Game's yeah. an event. Yeah, exactly. And um, I would say another thing is, like, I mean, as a quarterback, if you play well, you're going to win mm-hmm. most times. And if you don't play well, you're going to lose most times. So yeah. um, I like having that, that weight on the shoulders and um, – like for for my high school team, like we threw the ball a lot, so you know being in complete command of the offense and understanding where guys need to be and being like the unquestioned leader of the team is a cool feeling and having the weight of the game on your shoulders. So I um, really like that aspect about it. Is it hard to watch football or hockey? So you've you've had to sit out and watch games because of your concussion, you miss games because of injuries. Is it hard to watch football or is it hard to watch hockey? It's harder to watch hockey. I think well. I guess because you're playing and it's your team and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. like you know, you, you want to be out there one. Yeah, and then two. Gosh, we watch so much hockey during the year. Mm-hmm. Like if you know, in you know December, would I rather watch a week fifteen NFL game or some three o'clock afternoon hockey game? Like, yeah. I mean, I love this sport to death, obviously, and. Um, in the summertime, I might choose hockey, but mm-hmm. it's football every time for me in the winter or in the fall and winter because we're we're around the game so much. It's just it's a way to get a way to get away from the game. Clearly, the game is not as big in the United States. So I'm talking hockey. Yeah. What do you explain to your friends about what's so great about hockey in some aspects if they're not fully into it as much as you are? Well, I think that, you know, uh, if they're friends with me, they're definitely immersed in it a little bit. Right. Um, I would say that you know it's it's the most important team like team aspect sport so like if you like there's guys in the NFL, like if we're looking at college football teams mm-hmm. if you're in the receiver room or i mean maybe not maybe that's not a good ex- example but like if you're a you know a running back or something you might never talk to the defensive end mm-hmm. you know like there's just so many guys you hang out with your position groups and then you hang out with your side of the ball most times yeah or your classmates or whatever but with hockey it's you know there's it the team aspect of it is more important than in any other sport, I would say, which is which is really cool and being able to understand team dynamics and leadership and mm-hmm. um, you know not only being a great leader but a great follower and doing all the things you need to do to build relationships and um, so that I think that's the biggest thing off the ice on the ice. I mean they they see it. I mean there's so much skill and speed, especially now in the game that. Um, it's kind of hard to match. So I think yeah, the more that they watch, the more that they begin to appreciate it. The sk- the little drill that you do with Mark Shifley on the ice uh, pregame skates at yeah. practice, I've asked you about this before. I think a lot of people listening to this would like to know, but where did it start from and how long did you, before you guys decided to keep doing it? Um, I think we did it like my first year, late in the year, like maybe March, and just kind of felt it was a good way to warm up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was – you come in in the morning on a pregame skate, you know it's not going to be hard, you know it's not going to be long, but so you don't really do a whole lot before necessarily. And we feel like that's a good way to kind of just feel the puck in the morning, um, you know, do a few 
things that you need to work on or drills or whatever that um, you want to, you know, have at your disposal for any given situation in the game. So, um, yeah, it's just a nice way to warm up, get the hands going a little bit instead of just kind of skating around in circles, half shooting pucks, half talking. So just kind of a way we, we like to, you know, approach our morning. Best part about having Mark Scheifele as a roommate? Um, best part about having Mark Scheifele as a roommate. <laughs> This is bad. You have to think about it. No, there's, there's so many there's, things. There's a lot of things. There's things I don't know if I want to say. You know, um, I would say I can't say that. Um, Do you want to go about the worst part about having Mark Scheifele as a roommate? Then no, because I don't want to say that one either. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I feel like. Um, How about this? Yeah. Let's, Do you guys see? Let's, let's do you see yourself being great friends after the oh, game yeah. is over? Yeah, like, for you sure. You see him, him being a lifelong friend. Yeah, definitely. I think we've had. Obviously, we talk about, you know, hockey a bunch and watch hockey a bunch, but, um, you know, we've talked about all, you know, every, I mean, we're roommates, right? Yeah. yeah every, everything in life. So, um, yeah, I definitely see him as being a lifelong friend and someone that I'll count on for a long time. It was seemed like from the outside, things were so easy for this hockey club, winning games on home ice. What do you think is the biggest difference between what's going on in home ice now as opposed to last year? Uh, that's a good question. I think, I mean, I think when you make it to the Western Conference Final, everyone knows what kind of team you are now, mm-hmm. and you expect other teams' best game when they come in here because they know they're going to have to have it. Mm-hmm. So I think I feel like ha- we're we're still getting used to having that target on our back a little bit. So um, yeah, it's it 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 can be hard for sure, and I think. Um, you know, it's, it's tough on 82 nights to know you're, we're going to get a team's a game, but, uh, I mean, that's, that's how you win the Stanley cup, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is you absorb that throughout the regular season and you might not win the conference or the division or anything like that. But if you handle it the right way, then it's kind of sets yourself up for success in the playoffs. Uh, let's wrap things up here because you got other things to do, but uh, one last thing, uh, one last plug for the Winnipeg uh, pet rescue shelter. And what you guys want to do, and how can they kind of do their donations? Yeah. Okay. So uh, go to the Winnipeg Pet Rescue Shelter uh, website, or I'm like on my Twitter. There's a there's a link um, from my pinned tweet about how to donate. So I'll match up to ten thousand dollars, and any uh, donations of, uh, of two hundred fifty dollars or more will be entered to win two Jets playoff tickets for Game One of the. Of the first round, so um, yeah, anything you can do to help would be greatly appreciated. Like I said before, um, you know they need you know the money for not only you know rent and and food for the for the animals, but medicine and shots and and surgeries. So um, like I said, every every dog has a story. I guess I'll go off one. I'll go talk about one dog story. Can yeah, I yeah, sure, of course. Um, so they used to call it Hope. I forget. I think it's called Nix now. Um, the the dog was found in a dumpster. They they had, had been hit by a car, and the owners had wrapped its its leg in a bandage. And when the when the shelter found him, um, as they took off the bandage to see how bad it was, the leg basically fell off. So um, he's got three legs now, and he had no control over his bladder or bowels for for uh, quite some time. And they were able to to give it some medicine and train it um, to the point now where there's just a little drippage. So it wears a diaper, but I've seen um, him walking around there. Yeah. We yeah. went, we went uh, a 
couple days ago and he's ripping around there and loves to play and he's always cool he's always throwing the animal right at our feet and yeah. um making us play with him so that's you know something that the shelter sees every day so hopefully uh you know if you have a little bit of extra cash to, to donate that'd be that'd be great so um thanks again for all the awareness and um hopefully we can reach our goal i also get i got we got our cat pepper pots from that same place yeah so, yeah so it's uh pepper pots of course uh tony stark's girlfriend perfect <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening and thanks for coming on thank you 50 50 tickets are now available online for all winnipeg jets games buy yours before the start of the third period by visiting tnyf.ca slash 50 50 in support of the true north youth foundation Big thanks to Andrew Kopp for joining us here on the Ground Control Podcast, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Before we get to the Jets Rewards code word, we want to tell you about a little initiative that the Winnipeg Jets have going on March 23rd. Uh, it's the it's their inaugural pet supply drive uh, presented by Pet Secure Pet Health Insurance. It's happening, like I said, on the 23rd of March, uh, Saturday, against the Nashville Predators. Uh, fans attending the game are encouraged to donate pet food and or supplies, which will be shared with the following great organizations here locally in town. The Winnipeg Humane Society, Darcy's Ark, City of Winnipeg Animal Services, Manitoba Mutts Dog Rescue, Craig Street Cats, Spirit of Hope Rescue, and Winnipeg Giant Breed Rescue. So, pretty cool thing. Yeah. Any any way to help dogs, cats, pets, anyway, I'm all for it. And of course, you, and if you're wondering what you should donate, this is what they're looking for. Dog, puppy, and cat toys, dog and cat treats, cat can, or canned cat and dog food, nylon leashes, nylon dog collars, litter scoops, kitty litter, litter pans, liquid laundry soap, and blankets or towels. So make sure you donate. And, of course, uh, you can do this all the way through um to march 20th and then of course the pet supply drive ends here at bell and place on march 23rd quick poll cat or dog person Ooh. <laughs> and why well this is easy for me because i have a dog as yeah. we as we discussed last week uh on on the podcast so uh definitely a dog guy i have been my entire life so that's just that's an easy one for me i had two dogs before we had our kids uh, dogs are extremely difficult to take care of <laughs> when you have kids, uh, your energy levels, cause you need to take them out for runs. Your children run you ragged. So, uh, we've transferred to the cat world now. What is your cat's name? Pepper Potts. Nice. <laughs> which I, <laughs> I, love which I mentioned with Andrew Kopp. Uh, it is Tony Stark's girlfriend's name or fiance. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. You did mention yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. And what about you, Tyler? Oh, dogs all the yeah, way yeah my grandma's cat sh- cat scratched me when i was a young boy and i've been literally and figuratively scarred ever since where that scratch is i don't know but it scratched me i know that when this podcast is over we're gonna search for tyler's scar please cat. do not search for that if i find it i'll let you know yeah please do on a future episode coming up on instagram yeah. <laughs> All right. We uh, do have to care some other business too. Uh, go to uh, jetsrewards.ca. Uh, log in. This code word or words, but it's one word. Road game uh, is the term, and you'll have yourself 50 Jets reward points just for listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Road game. All one word. Don't get, don't, don't put a space between the two of them. No dash. No dash. It's road game. Ampersand. We're making up words as we go along here. That's what we do. Three big road games coming up for the Jets too, so it's. Fitting. Well, it's just fun. it fits nicely. The Jets, uh, listen, 
the the way things have gone for them in terms of injuries, um, guys being out of the body or out of the lineup and losing tough games on home ice, you really have to like the resiliency of this hockey club. Uh, able to fight off a hard-charging St. Louis Blue team. Dallas is coming on like gangbusters right now. Um, ben Bishop is hurt, so that might play a little bit of a role in the, in that run. But uh, Corey Crawford's healthy for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he had a shutout 48-state performance against the Montreal Canadiens. As of this moment, they're four points out of a playoff spot, which is incredible to think, considering all the struggles the Chicago Blackhawks have had. So if you look through the division right now, gentlemen, and we're not talking about Minnesota and we're leaving Colorado out right now, outside of the Jets, where are you looking at the the team that could cause the most headaches as we get into the playoffs? It's just been interesting to watch uh, the division as a whole, really, just because every team has kind of had their different surges you know mm-hmm. so st louis obviously had their massive one that they went on kind of just right after the christmas break and then all of a sudden got themselves into third and now dallas is kind of challenging them for that spot they're kind of going back and forth dallas all of a sudden you talked about ben bishop's injury rattles off three consecutive shutouts and all of a sudden dallas is this defensive monster so it's it's been interesting to see and then you mentioned chicago that they've been playing fantastic as well. And all of a sudden, you know, they're in the conversation. So uh, the central division, while, you know, you have divisions that have Tampa Bay in it that have 2,700 points at this point of the regular season, um, (laughs) the central baby doesn't have that, but it's still tight. And you have all these teams that are right there knocking on the door, uh, especially in that, uh, in that wildcard spot uh, battle that's going on right now. Tyler, any thoughts on the, I mean, Last year, Winnipeg and Nashville were so dominant, you kind of forgot about everybody else. Now everybody seems to be playing, like killing each other when they play one another. That's, I guess, the best way you can describe the Central right now. Yeah, I mean, it's so tight right now, and I think... You know, killing each other, like you said, is pretty much is very accurate because it's just so competitive. Teams are jockeying for position each and every night, every morning. That the Winnipeg Jets wake up, they have a different playoff potential playoff opponent. Yeah. The one team that, you know, I, I have full confidence in the Winnipeg Jets, but the one team that is really sticking out to me, if they can finish the job here and get into the postseason, is Arizona. Interesting. They are. Yeah. What Rick Talk has done this year with all the injuries they've done, that the, he is not getting all the injuries. Darcy credit. Kemper has been playing really yeah. well. Yeah. They have a good nucleus, and, you know, I, I don't liken them to. Vegas, but they've always been sort of that outsider in the last few years, and and the team that nobody really talks about, and they're and they're winning, and they're fast, and they're good. And it just looks like a team that's playing with a lot of belief. Right exactly, now. and that's the scariest thing. Gentlemen, appreciate the time as always, as uh, our listeners and anybody that's downloading this podcast. We appreciate you as always. This is Ground Control official podcast. The Winnipeg Jets. We'll talk to you next week. This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com.